0: Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 100, titled, Complacency in the Christian Life. One of the continuous threats to the Christian is that of complacency. In matters of faith, there are a number of reasons why we do things. For some, it's out of habit, others from expectation or strong personal desire. Still others decide that there is plenty of time later for matters of faith, and so live a self-satisfying routine, preferring to delay considering God until some unpleasant reality occurs, kind of treating God like a lifeboat on a ship. Today I want to talk about the issue of complacency in hopes of preventing it in our lives by being aware of it through prayer on a regular basis as well as during our times of self-examination. Complacency is dangerous and needs to be taken serious. It can become a problem not only in our everyday lives, but more importantly in matters of faith, which, if we're prudent, will be our everyday life. So let's take a look at the word complacency itself with a couple of meanings. Dictionary meaning. A feeling of quiet pleasure or security Often while unaware of or unconcerned with unpleasant realities or harmful possibilities. Self-satisfaction, smugness. Here's another. Feeling so satisfied with your own abilities or situation that you feel that you do not need to try any harder. Okay, so let's begin with our main passage today, which comes from Proverbs chapter 1, verses 28 through 33. They will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but will not find me. Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spurn my rebuke, they will eat of the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Here we find a couple of ways where we can live our Christian lives. Only one of these positions is really a safe way where we can truly be at ease. Let's first look at the results of complacency Luke chapter 17, verse 26 through 29. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also it will be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up until the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Proverbs talks about the waywardness of the simple and the complacency of fools. What were the people doing in the days of Noah? It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. If you look closely at the days of Noah, we hear that the complacent people living at that time were destroyed. If you look closely at Sodom, we hear the same thing. The result is the same. Further, Jesus moves forward to our days in the next verse. Luke 17, verse 30. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. So the question that comes to mind is, what is the difference between a complacent life and the life of Noah? Let's have a look in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9 through 12. This is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. The difference was that Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. This is the key, walking with God. We can reinvent our week to live such a well-ordered, simple life with no apparent regard for God. It's very easy to do. With so many things to do, places to go and people to see, we can design a simple life that suits us so well that we simply don't put much effort in walking with God. Like most forms of decline, the process is gradual. Those that live like this simply don't notice their drift into an attitude of complacency in regard to their walk with God. Backsliding quickly follows along with compromise and provision for sin. If you meet a person who is not walking with God, there will be underwater hazards beneath the calm surface in the life being presented to you that they aren't dealing with. If you lovingly point it out, they will tell you that you're overreacting and there is no need to be concerned with anything beneath the surface. Basically, they are complacent and Jesus warns us that this is a fatal flaw to a life. Jesus goes on to say in Luke chapter 13, verses 30 to 33, it will be just like this in the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the roof of his house with his goods inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. Whoever tries to keep his life, Jesus says, will lose it. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 25, we hear this again. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Jesus does not mean to lose one's life by dying, but to give it to him. Some try to save and preserve a life they have made for themselves, for themselves. Jesus says to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus invites us to give our life to him and he will preserve it. Clearly there are some who Christ saves and some lose their lives. Proverbs says the complacency of fools will destroy them. Jesus warns us about the seriousness of being complacent. In order to save our lives, we die to self and we are encouraged to move towards Jesus Christ to live out all that he has taught us. Let's not be foolish. How do we keep from being complacent and ineffective? Walk with God, pray and submit to the Holy Spirit's guidance. Be active in your Christian walk. Our final point today is made at the end of our passage from Proverbs, and it's the only safe way where we can truly be at ease. Verse 33 But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Listening to God brings you to a place of ease and safety. It's a curious paradox that many people strive hard all their lives working hard for a life of rest and ease, which they never find, and some only enjoy it for a few years. While those who walk with God come to a place of ease. I'm talking about that deep inner peace one finds when one is at peace, walking with God. Jesus said in Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So today we've learned that complacency towards God is a deadly thing. We stop growing. We stop moving forward. We become self-satisfied. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 32 gives us the problem, and the next verse, 33, gives us the solution. Verse 32. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Now verse 33. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Do you want to fight complacency and be effective and productive in your knowledge of the Lord? Let's read chapter 1 of 2 Peter, verses 5 through 8. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self control, and to self control, perseverance and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. In closing, I want to encourage you to listen to God and passionately press on in the things of the Lord and discover your full purpose and destiny in God. Let the Holy Spirit encourage you to be enthusiastic about the call of Jesus Christ in your life.